0: Hello, Fried fans, and welcome to Season 3 of Fried, the Burnout Podcast. I'm your host, Kate Donovan, and my mission with Fried is to hashtag end burnout culture. On this pod, we end burnout culture by sharing stories of people who have been through it all and lived to tell the tale, sharing expert tips from the best of the best in the burnout and stress management fields, and sharing hashtag straight from Kate episodes full of my own expertise plus actionable steps to help you end your own burnout cycle starting today. If you're feeling burnt out right now and need more personalized guidance, I'm here for you. In every episode, you'll find a link to book a free breakthrough burnout call. You can find it easily by heading to bit.ly forward slash call Kate or finding the link in the show notes. This free call helps us decide if one-on-one coaching is perfect for you. If it is, we'll get started. If it isn't, I might suggest one of my immediately available online courses, my book, The Bounce Back Ability Factor, or some sessions with a colleague who's better suited to exactly what you need right now. Also, if you happen to be in New York City, I'd love to see you as a patient. I'm a licensed acupuncturist with over 13 years of international experience, and right now my office is located in Midtown Manhattan. I focus on, you guessed it, burnout. I help your body build up a natural stress resilience to fight off all those pesky symptoms that come alongside burnout. You can find all the deets on that at katedunavanacupuncture.com. Hello fried fans! Today we are starting with two housekeeping items for you. I don't do this a lot, but we have some things to discuss. So, the first is that we are just a few episodes away from the end of season 3. The last episode for this season drops July 17th and is about burnout and grief. You are really going to want to listen to that one, absolutely for sure. It's amazing. My seasons tend to be about 35-ish episodes long, and episodes get split into seasons so that I have quote-unquote podcast vacations. Podcast vacations exist not only as a burnout prevention mechanism, podcasting is extremely time and energy consuming, I also use this time in between seasons to analyze what you've been asking for, sign on great guests, and update social media graphics, and things like that. So, if you want to influence what's happening on Fried in upcoming seasons, you need to be in the Facebook group with us. Just search Fried, the Burnout Podcast Discussion Group, and you will find us. The second housekeeping item is that at some point in season four, I will be introducing paid advertising to the podcast. That means that sometime about halfway through an episode, or maybe in the beginning of an episode, you will listen to a sponsored ad that I will likely read for you. I have done this every now and again on FRIED, but never consistently. And the reason that it's happening is because I want FRIED to remain free to listeners, including all of the upcoming episodes and all of the archived episodes. I know when people get to the point of podcasting that I'm at now, quite often they create Patreons or subscriptions so that people have access to back episodes. I don't want to do it that way. I don't want you to pay for this. I want this to be free for you. And the best way for me to do that is to get sponsorship to keep this boat floating. That being said, if you know someone or a company that might be interested in sponsoring Fried, please feel free to get in touch with me at friedtheburnoutpodcast at gmail.com and let me know who what the company is. I promise you that the companies and the people I will choose to work with will be well-vetted, people-friendly, and in line with everything we do here at Fried. Now, back to your regularly scheduled programming. Way back, in between seasons one and two, I did a series of Straight From Kate episodes as a little trial in between seasons, like I do in between seasons, to see what you like, what you're responding to, and they were a big hit. The, one of the episodes that we did during that time was about burnout signs and symptoms, and until today, it is one of the most downloaded episodes throughout the entire podcast. And it covers all the basics. So if you need to go back and listen to that, just search for burnout signs and symptoms within Fried's link to find it. But this week, I wanted to take a minute and dive a little bit deeper into what we might see beyond the bits and pieces that are needed to identify burnout, because that's what we were really talking about in that first episode, or what I was really talking about in that first episode. I'm going to start with those anyway here as a reminder to you, but the previous episode breaks it down a little bit further than I'm about to do right now. So in order to identify burnout, according to researcher Christina Moslock, there must be at least three components present, and those components are physical and emotional exhaustion, that's number one, number two is cynicism and detachment, and number three is feeling purposeless, unimpactful, and unaccomplished. Now, like I said, those three can be broken down into a host of different symptoms that we went through in the bonus episode between seasons one and two, but today I'm going to really dig into a health questionnaire that people fill out before they get on a call with me, and I'm going to tell you the exact percentages of the top 10 most common symptoms and then share a few off-the-cuff symptoms that show up occasionally and should be paid attention to. I want you to keep in mind that this is just a sample of the burnt out population. So I'm working with, I think it was 73 responses, right? So this is a sample of the burnt out population and everyone that filled out this form did so as someone who is self-reporting feelings of burnout, right? So because burnout is not an official diagnosis, but simply according to the World Health Organization, a quote unquote occupational hazard, We don't have a way of collecting data from people who are diagnosed with burnout. So these responses are from people who are self-reporting as burnt out. So I just want that caveat to be clear. And I'm just going to start with number one. Headaches and migraines top the list. Only when combining the answers that people experience them frequently and or occasionally. Right, when we put those two together, we see that 93% of people self-reporting experience burnout also experience headaches and migraines at least occasionally. 93%. That is a lot, right? Next down the line comes overall body, muscle tightness, and inflexibility. 74% of respondents report this. After that on the list, we're going to find neck tension. 73% of people experiencing burnout report having neck tension, and this might explain the high headache and migraine reports. If everyone's necks are tense, it's logical that headaches and migraines will arise. This also tells us where we should focus should we want to help the body decrease burnout symptoms, i.e. why things like acupuncture are so useful. Ding, ding, ding. Pay attention to that. To no one's surprise. Next on the list is general digestive upset like bloating and nausea, heartburn, and indigestion. When we put those into a group of general digestive upset, that comes in at 68% of people surveyed. Another non-surprise is that 56% of burnt out people are experiencing sleep issues ranging from insomnia, restless sleep, and easily disturbed sleep. If we continue right on down the line, 49% of people report having no no or low sex drive, no or low. So libidos are falling through the floor in about 50% of people experiencing burnout. 46% of people, and I was surprised by this one, not because I don't hear it frequently, but just because I didn't realize it was so much. So 46% of people reported shortness of breath and tightness in the chest. So this sort of like heaviness in the chest, tightness in the chest, shortness of breath, 46% of people. That's really a lot, I think. And 45 and 44% of people report foggy headedness and poor memory respectively. Now, if we put in as an overall, as an overarching symptom, emotional disturbance and emotional discomfort. We get that reported in 95% of respondents. And in the 5% that's missing from that, there is 5% of the people that filled out the chart that simply did not answer that question at all. They didn't say that they were joyful. They just simply said that they they just didn't fill out that particular section, so I have no answer for them. Out of the 73 people that answered, two people reported contentedness. So that's two out of 73. So we're talking about, you know, really most people, 95% of people are noticing emotional disturbances. The most highly reported emotional states are anxiety at 68% and feelings of disconnect at 55%. I was really surprised that anger and irritation didn't come in higher. They came in at 48%. And I'm wondering if people don't want to self-report anger because we have such a negative view of it in our culture. So they don't want to say that on charts. They don't want to fill in that, you know, click that button because they don't want to admit to that emotion. So I wonder if that's a true representation of what we're seeing or not. Because when I talk to people one-on-one, pretty much everyone is angry, which is interesting. So that list doesn't exist to scare you. I just want to increase the awareness of the system-wide problems people are facing when they're burnt out. The burnt out among us are physically and emotionally in massive amounts of discomfort and we don't have the energy to do anything about it. So when you're going to your doctor and you're describing all these things that don't seem connected, this episode might be a way for you to explain, "Hey, listen, like my body is just depleted and the the depletions are showing up in these areas." It might give you a way to have a more clear discussion with your healthcare provider. So in addition to these current top 10, which I'm sure will shift a little bit over time, because the more people respond to the questionnaires and the surveys, the more precise we can be with data. But there are a few symptoms that have come up that could also be related to burnout that I've seen mentioned, you know, kind of more than once, but not super frequently. So the first one is hives and this can be located anywhere on the body pretty frequently they're on the neck and arms but people have reported getting them on the body on the legs even in on the scalp so in seven percent of respondents bodily hives were reported and they often erupt when stress levels are higher so that's really interesting this one this second one is actually a massive one but it belongs to the category of menstruating people. It does not belong to everybody who answered the questionnaire. So I put it in a separate section. So in menstruating people who answered this questionnaire, 78% of them complain of a variety of PMS symptoms ranging from mood swings to breast tenderness, to constipation and diarrhea, gas, back pain, and fatigue, right? So if a menstruating person is experiencing burnout, they are 78% chance that they are going to be experiencing some disruption in their menstrual cycle, some PMS, and some difficulty around their cycle. Whoa, that was just some serious thunder behind me. Did you hear it? I wonder if it picked that up. I'll find out when I re-listen. Next one on the list is hemorrhoids. Just over 8% of people reported having hemorrhoids. I thought that was interesting because it's not a symptom that I see come up super frequently, even in my acupuncture office. Thirty-two percent of people, this is really high, report frequent urination. Frequent urination, according to Chinese medicine, is defined as being, you know, six to ten times per day, and normal being between four and six times per day. You know, I but I was doing a detox recently and I was drinking as much water as possible, and I think I was peeing six times before noon. So I think that this one is sort of a, a difficult one to quantify. But if you are not like drinking a ton on purpose and you are going to the bathroom six to 10 or more times per day. And then again, it's waking you up at night. That could be a part of your burnout story. And the last thing that I want to talk about is a lot of mouth symptoms. So 5% of people report having a bad taste in their mouths. Like their mouths just taste bad. That's a a clear symptom in Chinese medicine, not in regular medicine, but in Chinese medicine, that's a clear symptom and it's an important one. 11% of people have bleeding gums and 23% say they have dry mouth. So that's actually quite a big number. So as you can see, the range of symptoms that you can experience are from head to toe, from physical to emotional and everything in between. This list is not exhaustive. I have literally heard it all over the years. Everything that you could imagine has been a part of burnout, I'm sure, at some point. So if you feel like something is connected to your stress and your burnout, but your doctor doesn't seem to be listening, please know this. I see you and I believe you. And now... I have a question for you. I want to know. What were your predominant symptoms while you were burnt out? Or what are your main symptoms now during your burnout experience? I'd love to have this conversation over in Fried's discussion group that you can find on Facebook, which I will link to in the show notes. I hope you found this interesting and I'll see you in the group. Bye.